Listen up here, boyo. I don't care how much you want to have sex with me, Ski Ulrich. I'm saying no. You're listening to We Die First, a podcast for black horror fans by black horror fans. Spooky Squad! Spooky Squad! (laughs) Oh my god. We're back and we're alive. We're back! Thriving, some would say. Uh. We're alive. Maybe you. (laughs) Shut up. This year has been a nightmare, but we're back, and I'm excited we're back because it is officially spooky season, spooky season. Yeah, that's the uh, the cover version of Happy Birthday we didn't know we needed, but... Mm-hmm. Well, it's a- also the, co- it's the cover version of Spooky Dinner, which is um, my household's theme song <laughs> of the special dinner we do for Halloween. Aww. Yes. We love this. Yes. Sin- Andrew, how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. Uh, when was the, you know, I, when was the last time we did this? A minute ago. It's been a What's while. What's changed? It's been... What's changed? I don't know. Um, uh, oh, my God. The last episode we did was in March. In March? And it was Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And we probably so recorded that, you know, like, a little before it went out so okay so since mm-hmm. march i got a new job i moved still in chicago still in lakeview but i moved and now i do more acting at second city mm. in a nutshell that's my life don't don't undersell it andrew is is running is is running them second city streets yeah they're like who's the lead who who's the top understudy on these streets and i'm like me <laughs> just start he's like this sydney poitier of sketch understudies it's on my business card actually i think it should be i would do it <laughs> are you more of a sydney poitier or more like a harry belafonte i think both of those are too high of praise for what i do no nonsense there's this really it um so there's this bit in the show that I'm understudying for where uh, whoever is covering that track, they have to show their ass to the audience. So I am... Like literally? Yeah, yeah. It's Like your bare butt? Yeah, you have to wear a dance belt because, because they serve... There's something, like they serve alcohol and something, so they can't have just straight up nudity, so you have to wear a dance belt. Right. But the point of it is... If it's, like, a double show night and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I forgot to, like, bring food or anything and I run to, like, the Walgreens across the street. Mm-hmm. I, I, and if I don't wait enough time for the crowd to, like, leave or I don't go through one of their many little secret exits, mm-hmm. it's, like, too many too many drunk people talking about my ass to my face. And I was like, I'm not here for this. I was like, thank you. I'm yeah. glad you liked it. But I'm also just trying to go get a very mediocre sandwich <laughs> and a Pepsi. I feel that. Look at you. So much has changed. You're showing ass now. Yeah. And wow. And not for free, like I used to. Um, I, I I mean, if you'd be an idiot if you were doing it for free. I'm like, <laughs> what about you, Sonique? Tell, tell me about your life. We don't give a shit about me. Tell me about your Aww, life. That's not true. Um, it's been a journey. 
Um, I think I think I'd mentioned on the podcast my dad being sick. Um, he did pass away this summer. So um, been dealing a lot with that and then also moving to New York and just a lot of getting married literally in a few weeks. It's been a lot of, I'll say that this year has been just like uh, high highs and low lows. But I'm happy that um, at the very least, I've been feeling like I'm I'm kind of seeing more highs than lows, which has been good. I'm, for one, very thrilled to be doing this podcast again because I'm my element, okay? We're recording is October 2nd. It's beginning of spooky season. When yesterday morning I woke up, I was just like energized. Like my eyes, like, you know, um, when like Nosferatu just gets out of his crypt like straight up that was me yesterday morning i was I like could sense it's it. time yeah i could sense it my body was like it's time um so that's those are like the major things wedding is very close um andrew will be in attendance i'm very excited I'm very excited to see you in the flesh and i have a few friends from chicago who are who are making the trek to maryland so i'm very excited to see Friends who I said goodbye to a few months ago, and now I'm like, yay, good to see you. I'm and it's so like excited a joyous occasion to be yeah. so tactfully blackout drunk at your wedding. Um, well, uh, we do have transportation for our guests. Oh, that's so to and from the hotel. You. Yeah, because we don't want anyone to die. <laughs> <laughs> that would a, be like it was a slight stipulation. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, we just need to have zero deaths on this wedding. I've I've experienced enough loss this year that it's like i want to see the end of the year with all my friends and family literally intact so uh we will be having transportation and it'll be great i'm so stoked yes i'm very excited we're going to post pictures of obviously to the podcast instagram oh yeah we have to get we have to get pictures together yeah Oh, please. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't pass up an opportunity to get pictures. I'm, I think I'm going to be so stoked. I might just scream. <laughs> People thought my baby, we're back. Game we're back, was going to be gone and rusty, but no, it's never been better. I've nah. had months to work on my segues. Yeah, he, he actually he he has like um behind him it's just like a dry erase board <laughs> yeah. of, like, for every board possible thing. All these yeah, and like a murderer's like trying to figure out a cold case, all these yarn strings attached. I was like, I'm ready. That was actually Hell my yeah. audition for Second City was just segues. They're like, Hey, how good are you? I'm uh, it doesn't matter, we're getting in the weeds. Wait, was it? No, no, no. Um okay. that would be a quick amazing. aside. So, do you know Kennedy Baldwin? Yes. So she's my cousin, and um, we like oh. we knew of each other, but we'd never met. Um, Interesting. And then she was the reader in my audition. So like Claudia Wallace, who does casting at Second City, you know, she comes out and she's like, "Okay, um, like there's this thing with the script. This is how it's gonna go down. Also, your cousin wants to come out and say hello." And I'm like, "Okay, that sounds nice." <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh yeah um yeah i again almost screamed with delight <laughs> killing two for two like this is i already tells me an amazing episode yes we are back um it is heavy hitters october which will oh, have heavy hitters halloween excuse me because it's Alliteration. all month halloween yeah ha- yep i forgot about it you know what we're, we're getting back and swing of things we are we watched 
Scream from 1996, Wes Craven, a motherfucking classic. I feel like, honestly, I this is one of like the movies. I say it's like with every movie, but this is one where I really like. I rewatch this a lot, like a lot, a lot. And you know what's beautiful? Um, yeah. The old question Sinek would always do is, "Have you seen this before?" So, if this was going to be one we were going to record in the spring. Uh huh. And that was the first time I watched it because I remember, like, I I was like, watch. I was like, why is this? like I know I've either only seen this once or not a lot, but I was like, this uh. seems so, but like fresh familiar. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. that's because I watched it in March or April, <laughs> and then <laughs> like, oh right, I've seen this. And then I was just like, oh, where are my old notes? Couldn't find them. I deleted them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so have I seen this before? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to ask it in that way, but I don't also want to assume that you've seen everything I've seen. It's also crazy, too, because I have seen Scary Movie, and I want to say, I mean, you know, it also, the main movies it's pulling from, I would say, are this, and then I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. But, I mean, the beats are almost spot on, you know? Like, they they line up so hard. Yeah. I actually, you know, that reminds me, I should watch Scary Movie again. I haven't seen Scary, like the original, the first one in like, I don't, literally, I don't know how long. Um, I'm curious to see um, how well it it uh, still hits, but I, I imagine it does. Um, oh yeah, we need, to, we need to do I Know What You Did Last Summer. I actually watched I Know What You Did Last Summer for another podcast like a couple years ago with Troy McKeady, who has been oh, a guest. Oh yeah. Twice, actually, on this podcast. We should have him back again. He's he's always great to talk to. That is true. Um, yeah, but we watched Scream. Um, it basically follows uh, a high school student named Sydney Prescott, who is the heart and soul, the center of this entire franchise, um, and her group of friends in this small town where um, there has been a, a bunch of killings. And it's very... Um, scream what can I say about scream I love this movie for many reasons one because I mean I love Wes Craven I mean he's just he was just one of the greats and I think is some was somebody who I think really had a good sense of like the culture over decades like this is the same man who did the last house on the left in the 70s he mm-hmm. did hills have eyes he also did of course, Nightmare on Elm Street, which like took over the 80s and then made this movie that basically revived the slasher genre. So it's like this is someone who, among many, many other movies and was really it's so interesting because all those movies are so different, but it's yeah. still it doesn't feel like pandering. It feels very like true to his style, but so different. And it's like that's really, I think, the uh, a great mark of an artist is somebody who is able to communicate their point of view but also understands that audiences change and like is able to re- like articulate their point of view at different points and for different people. Like it's like who else was making horror movies that he made shit that the, the teen audiences who saw scream in the nineties parents were teenagers probably when they saw the stuff in the early seventies. It's like he spoke to, more than one generation. <laughs> Watch out, Evan, because you got some competition with Wes Craven. <laughs> I love Wes Craven. Like, Wes Craven was actually um, a celebrity death that I was, like, really sad about. I mean, he was, like, old, but it was, like, damn. You know? Yeah, no. He was kind of cute. He was young. 
He's a little cute. You know? Yeah. Sneak in the 70s might have been like, Sneak oh, in the oh, 70s. What's your name? Wes? Oh, that's different. Your name is Wes Craven. Oh, what you craving, honey? <laughs> I hate, you know? Like, I hate this. <laughs> You've got mad aunt energy and I hate it. You've also had mad, like, mad aunt energy. I don't want to like say this is new because you are now officially one, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even mention I have an aunt now. I suck. I didn't even mention that. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, there's a whole like child I love now. Oh, interesting. Um, but yeah, that's that's my point of view about this movie. I don't know what what you what your first um, when you first watched it, what your initial thoughts were in terms of like how it how you um, felt about it. Again, I just related it all to a uh, scary movie. <laughs> I was just like, okay, yeah, source <laughs> material, solid, very nice. And, you know, because it has been just parodied and just copied so often. So it was I did like how, you know, and I bet at the like you were saying at the time, like everything's so trendy and hip with the uh, Wes Craven stuff. I bet this was really just fucking epic commenting, like being meta. Yeah. And I'm just like, but not like in a break the fourth wall sort of way. You know, it was just it was all very in the world, but they're still just like, yeah, why would this happen? That's not it's like that's why this person always gets fucked up in the fucking horror movie. And then uh, on then it happens and you're still just like, oh, wow. (laughs) You know? Yeah. And it's still it's still so effective. I think it's I feel like um, there there isn't I think I think it helps you because Wes Craven literally helped create the genre. It's like it doesn't feel preachy or like. Or too like, oh yeah, like we're making fun of this shit because it's like, well, he he also helped create it. I think he's a lot of it. The commentary in it is really just acknowledging the fact that like, hey, these are well tread, you know, paths that we we've, we've been doing slasher for a long time. It's kind of tired, you know. We have to make the characters savvier, you know. We have to acknowledge yeah. they've seen these movies. You, it it kind of gets to a point you can't keep, you know. Yeah, there's the there's same, no like it, horror movie in all of these universes. They're just like, oh, right. yeah, it's like I love this drama. I love this comedy. What's this other? What's what are these movies that make me feel scared? I don't fucking know. They don't exist. Well, especially because the slasher genre in particular was made for young people. It like I mean like because a lot of times I feel like when you watched horror movies before this came out. And there was like a scene of someone watching a horror movie. It was always like Night of the Living Dead or they're watching something very old, like a Universal Pictures like monster movie, which like, I don't know how many teenagers are, are in earnest watching. Creature like, from the Black Lagoon. Right. Or like the Wolfman. <laughs> but a lot of teens yeah. watch Nightmare on Elm Street and Halloween and like the slashers because it takes, they, they, mm-hmm. they feature people their age it makes sense so it's just like a lot of really smart choices that were made i think of just like make them high school students but make them fucking and it's the 90s it's like the age of like the smart ass teenagers like you have to and it's also just the 90s it's it's a 90s film and i'm just like 90s ass movie you know and you're just like oh yeah that is like how they that's how they dressed and that's yeah. how they made credits back then. And that was the title screen back then. I will say the one thing that I think is the most contemporary movie aspect about it is because you know, like I was telling you earlier, I've just been shockingly busy this week. So I was like, cool. 90s movie. This is 
clocking near 90 minutes. It was not. I mean, granted, a lot of those minutes on the back end were like credits, but still. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, I was like, 111 minutes? God damn it. <laughs> what do they think they are? Marvel phase one? Oh, uh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, there is. It is a lot. It is quite long. Um, I'm also actually looking at it. It's like the budget was. 14 to 15 million dollars box office was a heaven 173 million dollars so this was like a hit this is a fucking hit um and okay we didn't even talk about the cast the cast which is an all-star like 90s I, mean, Matt, I just i just love that shaggy's in it and matt lillard i knew before shaggy i i think i i actually was first aware of him in 13 ghosts um but oh yeah, yeah matthew lillard Nev Campbell is so good at this. Yeah, he's he's amazing. He is chewing the scenery. Like, yeah. <laughs> Nev Campbell, amazing. I only think of from that one bit in Parks and Rec when Leslie Nope is trying to do an impression of her, but knows nothing about her other than that she was in Party of Five. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I do love Nev Campbell, who is also just like '90s dollar darling. Oh was yeah, in yeah. Party of Five was in the craft like she just was like one of the it girls we have david arquette of course courtney cox is in this rose mcgowan, rose McGowan. also so 90s <laughs> yeah. hello 90 and also like one of my favorite characters in this movie like she's so like um i love that the women in this in particular and it's this movie's pretty feminist actually it's like their care the women characters are all very different but they all are like smart and quick and this like, movie, I think, ages pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah. there's little, there's little that, and it's kind of, it's very easy to be like, ah, oh, that was the time, but not like a, that was the time, and we're like excusing blatant like racism and sexism. It's just no. like, oh, you know, like some, some like little dialogue choices, whatever. But for the most part, yeah, of course, like very, yeah, I think very clever writing. Yeah, I think for the most part, it holds up. Of course, Skeet Ulrich. Um, <laughs> Jamie Kennedy and I mean we're Jamie gonna get into Kennedy. it. Jamie Kennedy, which is also very nineties <laughs> and early aughts. Henry uh Winkler. Yes, the Fonz is in this. I always forget right. until I see him and I'm like, oh my god, the Fonz is in this movie. And of course Drew Barrymore, which is one of the I think one of the best like like horror it's not horror movie, but just like movie openings. Like the the boldness of and she's featured heavily on the cover. Yeah. Of it too. <laughs> yeah. So if you're watching this, I, I feel like, okay, 90s audience is like, oh, Drew Barrymore. And she gets killed. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, like you killed Drew Barrymore off? Like, that's pretty fucking amazing. But on that note, I think we can probably jump into. Oh, um, I've missed you. Are you ready to jump into it? Yeah, I'm ready to jump into it. You ready to jump into it? Let's <laughs> do it. Let's do it. All right. So we start off um, and uh, we have a young woman named, we later find out her name is Casey Becker, played by Drew Barrymore in an iconic, that whole look, the wig, the sweater, the phone. It's just like, I think has definitely solidified in my mind, like horror movie gals, like she's in it. Um, so she's like at home by herself in this very gorgeous big house. Every house is gorgeous and big. No one, ha- no one has neighbors. No, <laughs> no neighbors. Has- everyone, everyone's parents in this house are like senior managers at a bank minimum. Yeah. Um. Never home. 
and never they're always by themselves, which terrifies me. Like shit being I a few weeks ago, Evan went away on his bachelor weekend and I was scared in this tiny ass New York apartment. And I have neighbors upstairs. Like if anything happened, like there's a whole family that lives above me. But I was just like scary. <laughs> I, I was also walking around the apartment like with a knife shaking. <laughs> Hendrix is just looking at me like this bitch. Um but uh, so then, all right, so there she's in her big house. She's making popcorn and she gets a phone call from like a caller. She doesn't know. Um, seems like it's a wrong number. Hangs up. No big deal. Um, but then they call again and the person is kind of, they're kind of being flirtatious. And she oh, is, yeah. she's, she's, she's going with it. Like Casey's a good time girl. Yeah. Do, all right? do you have a boyfriend? No. She's like, I don't have a boyfriend. But like, Drew Barrymore plays it so well because she is like, <laughs> I buy it. It's well cast. Like, she's like, you know, she's always kind of like a playful kind of like, she's a cheeky. She's just playful. Girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's a fun girl. Um, and so he's he's trying to flirt with her a little bit. But then as time progresses, it becomes very clear that this is, you know, it's not this person's intentions are, are not good. Um, I think the big, the big turn, cause at first, um, cause at first they're talking about like scary movies. Yeah. Like, What's oh, your yeah. favorite like, oh, scary yeah. movie? Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> and it's a nice little like, yeah. uh, comment. Like, and the first one's great, but all the sequels suck. Yeah. Which he did not direct. I don't think any of the sequels. <laughs> so it's like, so, yeah, nice little subtle dig. The to twist, the- <laughs> but you're right. Like the twist was when it was like, you know, like, what do you want to know is like i want to know who i'm looking at what'd you say i want to know who i'm talking to yes terrifying yeah (laughs) still in that sultry and that's what i said i was like i love a sultry voiced killer he's like do you like scary but wait i don't i don't think it's sultry though it's creepy okay it is creepy but (laughs) i I think it was more towards sultry because it's not like that it was my like Hey, he's, he's, I don't know. It's kind of like, I don't know, 90s, what what I picture like 90s white people would find attractive in a voice. And they're like, what are you doing? Hey, what's your favorite scary movie? But like, <laughs> not, it's a little more Valley. But then, but then that twist and then she hangs up. It's like, whoa, don't hang up. It hangs up again. And it's like. I'm going to call it. No, you listen here, little bitch. That's when it gets creepy. <laughs> That's <laughs> and, when it's like, it's like full on. Like, 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 okay, like. I'm going to cut you like a fish. This is very staccato. It's very staccato. And also just like, it's so fucked up. Because then there's also like, the line he throws. And it's like, I want to see what your insides look like. And oh, I'm just yeah. like, oh, bitch. Like, I would have thrown the phone across. Yeah. And I'm like, it just gets more. And then, and that's when she loses her playfulness because she's like, <laughs> and this line, I mean, I don't, for some reason, it just struck me as like, I do have a boyfriend. He's big and plays football and he'll kick the shit out of you. And I'm just like, yeah, you, you lay it down. I mean, it's all fun and games until you're threatened to get gutted like a fish. Same. Evan's literally like 5'8". I'm like, he's big and he's tall and he'll kick your ass. It's like, girl, no, you won't. <laughs> That's a damn lie. To be fair, it was like, the, it was like, your boyfriend's name is like Steve. Like, why don't you look at the patio? And he's bloody and tied to a chair in his letterman's yeah. jacket. So I think he believes that he plays football, but <laughs> not that he's going to kick his ass. But he's second string. He's, like, <laughs> he's, he's, on, he's like in the fucking, he's like the kicking squad or whatever, you know. 
Ray. Like he rides the bench. Like come on. Um, I almost said it, special and forces, and then I'm like, that's the <laughs> army. I meant special teams. My boyfriend, he's big, he's tall, and he's a war criminal, and he'll <laughs> kick your ass. Yeah, I'd be terrified with that one bit. <laughs> he's a green beret. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, she turns the light on on the on the porch and he finds Steve, who he's already he's already got. Um and Drew Barrymore's acting and it's just so good because she does such a great job going from like very cocky and like, I'm not scared of you, like I have my boyfriend, to just like sobbing because she realizes she's so fucking helpless. Um so that's when we get the the trivia question because part of of the killer's MO is that they'll ask you, you know, what's your favorite scary movie? And then they'll ask you questions ask you questions about the horror movie that you know you came to like. So for his for Steve's life, the question was um who is the killer in um Friday the 13th? Because she said she loved Friday the 13th. And at first she doesn't well, – no, no, the first question is actually – Because it's a test one. It was like who is the killer in a Halloween. And, you know, she's like yes. Michael Myers. Because that's her favorite one because she was like, I don't I don't know. And he's like, you can, you know, you can do it. And she's like, okay. Second question is who's the killer in Friday the 13th. And she very, very boldly goes, it's Jason. It's fucking Jason. I said maybe so many it's goddamn like, no, times. It's not. It's like, I've said it like, 13 goddamn times. And we – Covered it. I'm like, no, Casey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's Jason's mother. It's Mrs. Voorhees. Yeah. And then, you know, because. Easy the, mistake. Playing for Steve's <laughs> life. And then you just. Is, and then, so Steve gets fucking, dude, fucking beat a T-hold hard. Yeah. <laughs> bringing that it. back. Uh, beat T-hold, dude, baby. It, but like, quick. <laughs> she like got the answer wrong, turned on the lights, and he was already like disemboweled, like entrails, like a, like yard and a half away from him like he i know that was like a saw trap level thing also this is where saw got its inspiration like i want to play a game really no but it but when they said that line i was like i believe it <laughs> I, I i buy it it's like yeah like i i can't think at least at the top of my head very many horror movies where like the premise is um horror is trivia or games i love trivia um i don't know i feel like they wouldn't get me I don't know. I, I I know my horror movies. I feel like Albania I famously I, <laughs> I have a podcast, bitch. You don't yeah. listen. Like oh, yeah, if you, ever you pick the wrong one and the right one at the same time. Yeah, if ever your life relied heavily on a horror movie trivia, yes, you would survive. Yeah, I'm like oh, okay. So I, I get to, I get to see. Let's see another day. Yeah, I would Great. just really hope. Yeah, that the killer honors you know honors your right answer and doesn't well, it's like well i was really ready to kill this person but they got the answer right he's like oh damn it <laughs> foiled again he's like i thought because she was black i'm like there are black horror fans <laughs> which is why i have we die first damn it. <laughs> a podcast made by black horror fans for black horror fans to avoid this very thing happening yeah we're, I think this we're doing is a, a public work yeah this is a psa yeah we're actually saving lives we should get government funds <laughs> Some podcasts have, like, they're sponsored by, like, Spin Drift or whatever that thing, or Flat Tummy Tea. <laughs> but we're sponsored by the United States government, keeping black people alive since 2020. Uh, one step away, I was, I, my first thought was, like, a weapons contractor. I was like, Northrop Grumman? God. <laughs> 
This podcast brought to you by uh, Big Bombs. Big Bombs. <laughs> big Bombs. <laughs> Jesus. Big Bombs. Dude. <laughs> kaboom. Yeah. Dude, speaking about a kaboom. <laughs> No, th- there's no segue into that. But it's like, oh. well, the web. I was gonna do a weapon segue because then she. It's like the second, like, a- like question. Uh, the final question, right? That he asks is like, which door am I at? There are two main entrances to your house. And I'm like, God damn, that would. I would. I mean, I, I would already be like, s- shaking naked on the floor. <laughs> I know. It's like, you know, like, and it doesn't help that one of the entrances are the entrance is a giant window. Yeah. Fucking rich people. And she goes, yeah, that's why it's better to be poor. Like, I have it is. most of my windows in this apartment barred off. This window, that's flat up against a building. No one's getting in there. Oh, I don't have bars on my windows. I should. I, I live in a garden level. Same. But, uh, it's very brave of me. Yeah, you know, that's what we'll put on your tombstone. Sneak, so brave. Well, that's why I have a dog, too, because he definitely, nobody gets in without Hendrix letting us know that someone is coming. Um, Also, I don't get, I don't understand people having houses this large without a dog. Like, I would have a dog. Oh, yeah, for sure. I have several dogs. Um, But anyway, um, yes, so he asks uh, asks her which door um, he's in, um, and she, uh, what does she guess? I I uh, don't recall. I just I just distinctly remember her grabbing a knife, and then I just remember her when she like goes up to the window. Oh, someone like because they throw something through the back window, the black the back patio. But then the person I think comes through the front. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, and we guess when we have the chase because scene that's when she and... like gets out and she like goes by Steve's like body. And then, like, she's hiding, like, under the glass, like, the window, the view, because mm-hmm. she sees him sneaking in. We, we see Ghostface. Yes. Um, and then she pops out. Uh, she doesn't pop out. She, like, creeps up to see. And then he pops out and, like, punches through the window to grab her. Right. And then yeah. kind of what you were talking about. And this gets more. It What I'm about to say happens more as the movie goes on, especially as, like, more protagonisty people are affected by this but ghost Ghostface, kind of a clumsy killer but also like like people fuck him up <laughs> like, you know he's, oh yes <laughs> yes and i think i i think that's so smart because i mean i'm not gonna give away the ending yet unless like i know sometimes people do listen just to yeah they don't watch the movies they want to know so i'm not gonna spoil it but it it tracks yeah because exactly. it's like Compared, to, I think it's very smart because compared to other horror movies, where like the the Jasons, the Michael Myers, they're flawless killers. Basically, this is clearly someone who is frenzied and not really that skilled yeah. in doing this. As often, hence they get fucked up a lot. <laughs> yeah, as often as you know, like they they do get the the person they're trying to kill most often, you know. But it's just like kind of luckily. Like, you know, yeah. because like a lot of it's very much luck. You're right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Blinking. Her name's Casey. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so mm-hmm. Casey is like, you know, they're doing the whole uh, we don't need to beat by beat the chase, but the chase. And then uh, a car is coming, like not even just driving by into their driveway. It's, yeah. But it's her parents. It's her fucking parents. But Ugh. Ghostface manages to get her and then, like, you know, stabs her in the chest and then stabs her in the throat. Yeah. But she, and then she still kind of manages to get away 
but she can't like they're walking she into the scream. front yard and she's <sighs> just like <sighs> this part actually makes me cry because it's so realistic like that is it is like that happens like i mean not you know not to you know be an alarmist of, like people get murdered every fucking day. like yeah yeah they kind of do but like you know the idea of like being i think it's one of my biggest fears is like being in grave danger so close to safety oh yeah like you are so close if like you know if she just could scream no that that did hit pretty hard because yeah (laughs) again just the aspect of it was real not necessarily the scenario in itself but yeah yeah you know and then they go inside and then they're all (laughs) well i don't know why i'm laughing or why this like made me giggle (laughs) but so she's on a cordless phone right she's on they do have wireless phones in the 90s not a cellular phone you know they're rich you know they're rich yeah there's wireless because we didn't have one of those but they must have also because i mean I remember you could call your house, but I don't remember if you could pick up on the same line. So you could call your own house with the phone, but it would be to check your typically your answering machine. So, yeah, but they call their phone and they just like her body in like her last minute, like seconds of life is clinging on to this wireless phone and they hear her getting dragged and then like yeah. can't, they're like we need to call the cops blah, 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 blah. and like they run outside because the dad is like go to the neighbors stay there and then you know the mom screams and in like a minute you know yeah. ghost face frenzied a, a, a new a novice killer obviously uh, or new to the block but boy <laughs> does this like a for eagerness because efficient strung up like hanged and disemboweled Casey in like two minutes flat. I know. I'm like, what was like, did he use a trampoline? (laughs) 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 Because like, how did you reach the Brit? It's high up. How do they not catch this killer? A trampoline (laughs) is pivotal (laughs) to their mechanism. This is the 19th bloody trampoline we found. (laughs) You have to show up to the seed with like a lot of equipment to like do that like because you had to plan that you're not just like hey i know i'll string up her body right it's like you have to like i've already decided you're gonna do that but like to do it that yeah quickly, her parents are literally right there you know um, how i can tell that we're jazzed because boy. this is this like this is just the fucking like start of the movie and has, I know. <laughs> like we are we're going is, I'm <laughs> like, talking. has it been? It's been a minute, but I'm, whatever. I don't give a shit. It's a, it's a great opening. It's just like it's hard not to talk about the whole thing. Um, and that's when we get like movie starts. Scream! Ah! Yeah, because um, <laughs> a mom screams and she does like. I'm sorry, I do love horror movie screams where it's just like. <gasps> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like a, a big breath in. Yeah, but it's we wonderful. need the, the we need the more modern, realistic like Florence Pugh screams where you are sucked of breath, and then you're just like heavy heaving, <laughs> guttural heaving. Yeah, I think heaving. it's like, definitely more accurate than to like a <laughs> throw my a, a quick pause before I throw my hands into the air before I'm a Macaulay Culkin myself. <laughs> I have to like bring my hands up and down. It yeah. actually helps propel the scream forward. Um, <laughs> So um, this is when we meet Sydney Prescott. She's at home at home, you know, on her computer. She's like a cute teen. She's got little bangs. Everyone's got weird bangs in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> she's got her little bangs. She's like, you know, doing her schoolwork. And um, that's when her 
you know, a nice little fake out scare. Someone's like yeah. stalking her and boom, it's her boyfriend. It's fucking Skeet Ulrich. Who, um, is it Ulrich or Ulrich? I think I say Ulrich, but I don't, I say that. I don't know if that's correct. All right. Well, Skeet Skeet. Um, he. <laughs> Legal name. He, yeah. That is, his, is that his, like his, his, his born name? Is name Skeet? I have no fucking idea. Is that short for anything? Sorry. I'm, I'm going to have to find out because I, that's going to keep me up at night. Because Skeet is a choice for a name. I don't know if it meant, you know. Skeeter. Jism. Jism. Back then. Skeet. His his name is worse. It's Brian Ray Trout. Hmm. Hmm. I get it. I get why you would change that. Brian Ray Trout is not an actor's name. Brian Ray Trout is a serial killer's name. Yeah, Skeeter is a white SoundCloud rapper's name. Or best friend of Doug, funny. I do love. I do love Doug. I guess or Doug cousin Skeeter. Show. Oh yeah, so I guess a lot of Skeeters. I, when I hear Skeeter, though, I think mosquitoes. Because Ske- I call them, I call mosquitoes Skeeter sometimes too. You know, just change it up, make it fun. Yeah. Um. So he comes jumping in. His name is Billy. Just so many um, references to movies. Because he was like, I was yes. watching The Exorcist. He's Billy Loomis. And maybe the names too. Oh yeah. Because Loomis is the name of the doctor in Halloween. Right? Yeah. I wonder what the other ones are. I think the other ones are references too. Maybe. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he was watching The Exorcist, and he's like, maybe think about you. And I'm like... And he does... It was, this is like a beautiful <laughs> moment of like kind of just bringing American... The American pinus into this, where it's like, yeah, it's a slasher and horror things, but the, the crux of this is that I want to fuck you, and you're not letting me. And he's like, you Basically. remember when we started off, we were PG-7... We were an R rating on our way to like an NC-17... But mm-hmm. now we're barely even PG. And I'm like, I would beat the fuck out of you if you snuck into my room saying that shit. Also, the MPAA film rating is not consistent. So I wouldn't even know what you're talking about. I'm like, what <laughs> And you, you would mean? bring that up. You're like, you know, it's very inconsistent. Because so. like R rating, I mean, shit, with same sex kissing can give you an R rating sometimes, depending on the year. <laughs> Billy, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, what? what is all we're, the way to NC-17? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, yeah, because like, he ties in. He's like, I was watching it on TV with all the good parts cut out. Our relationship is like we're edited for television. I was like, get the fuck out of here with that shit. Yeah. But really, um, you know, starts to solidify the foundation of this is somebody who watches way too much TV. Yeah. Watches way too many movies. Because why, why is you trying to get in my pants about, like, TV. I'd be like, okay, like, and and maybe we could be the hate pre haze code. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, <laughs> you're just making references to things. I don't right. know what any of this means. Um, but she's like, but she wants to stay a virgin right now. She's like, no, no skeet, no Billy. But will you settle for a PG thirteen with a little boob flash? And he's like, boner is so hard. He fly, <laughs> flies it out the window, pushes him off, <laughs> and the movie's killed. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, but we, we do get an establishment too that her dad, um, his, her dad is going out of town. We also get the little thing with the door. So we know like, oh, she like 
kind of tricks the door with her closet door so her dad can never really like barge in yeah so like that that becomes important later but um yeah he's he's going out of town for work and uh, we learn in this conversation that um you know it's just it's just her and her dad right now because about a year ago her mother was killed um and that's just the situation you know very tragic and we'll get more details as we get into the movie but um the next day um so that was definitely that was the same night of the yeah, killing of yeah. Casey. That's important. So the next day they get to school and everyone's talking about it. And it's like, you know, it's very funny because we talk about um, uh, I feel like the conversation around true crime has really like ramped up lately in part because first off, I hate the idea this added to like true crime is like this new genre. It's like it's true crime is as old as as dirt people have always been interested in murder that's just what it is people have morbid fascination about fucked up shit the difference is that today there's just more ways to consume that media but i feel like it's funny because i think there's this like um i think that a lot of the critiques about true crime are very valid i think sometimes they can be very you know um salacious or very um, exploitative but i feel like the response you see the students next day are accurate the reality is that teenagers would, like, if someone, I mean, it'd still be sad, but if someone had gotten murdered, like, a student at my school the next day, I think the attitude would have been, like, that sort of, like, oh, my God, we're scared, but, like, fuck, it's exciting. Like, not in a, yay, this happened, more just, like, oh, my God, like, who was it? Do you think it was a student? Like, you know, we're, we're all speculating the thing because it is, you know, this movie is very much almost like a true crime story and, like, a, a, a dash of, like, a whodunit kind of thing. Um, right. But everybody at the school is like amped about, oh, my God, Case got murdered. Classes are canceled. So they're stoked about that. Um, and we see we meet Case, uh, Sydney and her friends because they're all like sitting out like on like, these, like this fountain. Yeah. Very 90s, like yeah, yeah. very clueless. Like we're just like all sitting. <laughs> we're all just hot. <laughs> we're all just hot by this fountain. By this fountain. Um, and we meet Sydney's best friend Tatum, who's played by Rose McGowan. Billy's there, and also there's Randy, who's Jamie Kennedy. He's kind of like the, the geek of the crew. And then Stu, who is Tatum's boyfriend, who yeah. is Matthew Lillard, whose tongue is so scary in this movie. <laughs> Scariest part of this movie is Matthew Lillard's tongue that just kind of un- unfolds itself. It's so long. Have you not noticed that? I did not at all. He, at more than one time in this movie, Matthew Lillard will stick his tongue out, but his tongue is very long. So it seems like it almost kind of like uncurls itself. It's like very like, ew. (laughs) My favorite thing that happened in that scene is like, because, you know, so Stu is like just like the kind of fuck friend group, uh, the fuck of the friend group who's like, you know, speaks, doesn't think. He's just saying, you know, like all this shit, like. It's like, oh, and that that's like one of the first lines is like, well, it's like, yeah, it's got to be a man killer. And then uh, Tatum's well, was like, how could it be a man? It's like, you know, women obviously can be murderers. He's like, well, they lifted him into a tree. You got to have man muscles for that. And then he just keeps going and then saying, so, and then <laughs> Billy goes, what does he say? He's like, it's called tact, you fuck rag. Oh, because which also fuck rag is a <laughs> choice insult because um, they're saying that they were disemboweled. Oh, yeah, and yeah. she and I think Sydney's like, how could someone do that? And she's saying it in the, like the 
rhetorical, like, how could you do that? Yeah, okay. And yeah, Sue yeah. decides to explain to her That's how it. you disembowel somebody. One year after her mother was savagely murdered. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and they're also kind of going back and forth, like, who could have done it? And, like, they're kind of uh, accusing each other, too, because, like, yeah. apparently Stu used to date her, and, like, you know, they're all, you know, they're all up in a fever. Um, but later, Sydney goes home, and she's waiting for Tatum to pick her up, because since her dad is out of town, she's going to go stay over at Tatum's, you know, um, rightfully so, you know, it's pretty scary stuff going on, you want to be by yourself. Um, while she's at home, um, she gets a phone call. And we get the same voice that we got that called Casey. Yeah. And I, again, just the same thing of trying, you know, trying to kind of be sultry and blah, blah, blah. And I like to, you know, talk about horror movies. And and she thinks it's Randy. She thinks it's Randy up top. Yeah. Because he's also established like a horror movie fan too. Yeah. And like works at a video store. Or something, yeah. And he's my, one of my favorite things, which I thought was like fucking clever. You know, just playing off the we're hyper aware of this genre as a movie, and and he's just like, why don't like why don't you like horror movies? Are you scared? And she goes, no, they're just predictable. You know, they always like run upstairs when they should just try to run outside, and you know, like planting that kind of shit, and then you know saying something like blah blah blah, and then he just goes. Maybe that's because I'm not Randy. Yeah, and that was like the that was the turn in that conversation. Yep, and well, and then like the then the second heel is when they bring up her mother and like, do you want to die like your mother? Yeah, she sure didn't. So now it's like definitely not your friends. This is not Randy calling. This is someone who is a, hor- a horrible person. And they the killer jumps out of the closet and she, she tries runs to upstairs. run outside. <laughs> and, and, both and, the, and the door the is locked because like, she locked yeah. it. And then she runs upstairs. I th- I'm like, God damn it. That was so clever. It's so clever. and just so like funny. Like, uh, you know. Because um, that would be us. Like, we. how many times yeah. have we been like, oh, yeah, we wouldn't do that. But I'm like, I probably would. I wouldn't, know what I, wouldn't, situation. I wouldn't want like, to. Yeah. But I will. Nine times out of ten, I'm doing the decision that gets me killed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you're you're terrified and frenzied in the moment. Like, you're, you're doing what you, you know what you're tr- you're trying you're, you're trying your best right Andrew, and that's all you can do and then she gets into her room and that's when you know like the door she does the door thing so ghost uh-huh. space can't get in wait and then she like fucking calls the police on her, her computer computer like, I wrote- okay not in 1996 get the what fuck is out this? yeah and like, like- <laughs> what computer because she like she she literally like she's like <laughs> Is it is that a data? Like, where, where it was are you like typing? when you do like the the command prompt shit, and you're like entering yeah. code, and you're just like, what? What the fuck? She's like, what? Also, what? and they're like, what is your emergency? It, it responds. I'm like, is someone sitting there typing that? Who's doing that? Yeah, it was like that was in my notes. I'm like, that what the? I couldn't. I, love, I, love, I couldn't I love, do that I now. Love, <laughs> Unless right. I had like. You know, like fucking FaceTime open. Like I couldn't just command prompt dial nine one one computer. I do, I do love um like before computers and the internet became like so widespread. Like that happens in movies a lot where they like the computer does things. I'm like, okay, computer does not do that. A computer yeah. nineteen eighty nine does not do that. But please it's like, make toast, computer. <laughs> right. Like listen, Wes Craven. He's like, listen, I'm a boomer. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> 
Like I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best right now. Okay. Um, but she's able to call 911. And when the person, um, she locks herself in the room, she calls 911. And that's when Billy like comes through the window again. And again, very 90s, a cell phone falls out of his pocket. So that's like a big thing. Like, <gasps> Billy, not everyone has these. <laughs> People that- just have cell phones. <laughs> also, <laughs> which Billy, like, not really. Just always, this is not revealing anything, but Billy does. Maybe it helps set it up. Always, he looks like he's going to kill somebody. He just—he's he just like, always stoned. Yeah, all he's the just time. like, and he's always just like, "Why do you think I would do that? Why do you do you <laughs> think I would do that to you? I love you." He's like Sydney. Sydney. Why do why? <laughs> <laughs> and the whole time staring at you with eyes that say, "Cause I'm gonna murder you." <laughs> Yeah, it's like Ski Ulrich has very strong village, um, village, village, face. yeah, village face. He has, he has villain face, um, sexy villain face. Also, always looks sweaty, but I think it's just all the product in his hair. You don't think I did it, do you, Sydney? Sin, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're also just describing bad acting. Yeah, he's just a bad actor. <laughs> I think he's just like isn't like you know. He's not there yet. <laughs> yeah, you know, give him give him another movie or two. Give him another movie or two. Uh, he's an improv. But yeah. But um and then we get <laughs> she, you know, like she runs away from him downstairs and then she opens the front door and we see Ghostface, but it's just fucking the cop holding it. It's <laughs> Dewey. Dewey. And he just and he's like, "Oh, Sid." <laughs> and then I'm like, "That's that's one of the more realistic things we've seen is a cop just being afraid. Being and fucking not, stupid. Being a fucking <laughs> stupid. A cab including Dewey. Especially, especially Dewey. Dewey. <laughs> Dewey is going to accidentally shoot somebody. Like that's like Oh yeah. Do not give this man a gun. Yeah. Um so she gets taken to the police station as does Billy, and he's being questioned. Um and we we um uh, learn more about Dewey. Dewey is Tatum's older brother, and he's like a deputy, but he's also just like a fucking dummy. It's very, it's he's very um. What is that character from um Andy Griffith, the um, the guy one who plays uh, the guy who I, plays the guy the landlord in like Three's Company or whatever. I know who yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, what's his name again? You know, it's kind of like oh, talks like this. Like he's kind of like he's very much that, just kind of like a fucking dullard. Um, and, uh, we, we also get to see them questioning Billy. One of the questions is like, what are you doing with a cell phone, son? <laughs> it's like, we also live Don in like, a Knotts, beautiful, Don Knotts, that's him. He's very Don Knotts-esque. Um, Billy gets asked with a cell phone. It's like, uh, we live in a fucking like affluent community. Like my dad got it for me. Yeah. Like that's not that crazy. Like we have pools in our backyard. Yeah. I also have a cell phone. Uh, but anyway. It's not clear about, you know, Billy's involvement or not, but, um, you know, Sydney definitely is feeling very betrayed, potentially, and very wary. Um, as they're leaving the police station, we get confronted. And, you know, a part of it's also like this movie feels so long because we're still getting new characters yeah. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. <laughs> that it's like, we, we saw Gail Weathers. We just actually really meet her because she was at the school yeah. after the murder. But we meet Gail Weathers like officially, played by Courtney Cox. And she's this like, you know, kind of like nosy, like beat reporter. Very like, you yeah. know, she's very kind of like a 
like a younger like uh who's like the the, the lady like, like the one who's always like yelling at people and saying that they're like guilty casey anthony sure i don't know Someone's listening and screaming her name, but she was like, Casey Anthony's a top killer. I don't know. But like, but like if she was a young and hot. Um, but Gail Weathers, um, we find out that she actually wrote a book about Sydney's mother. So Sydney has bones to pick with this bitch because she wrote about some not so kind things about her mother. Um, I love that part of it we find out later is that Sydney's mom was like a huge slut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, and to be fair, if someone called my mom a huge slut in print form when I was, like, in high school, I probably would have punched them in the face. Spoiler, yeah. she punches Gail in the face. That was amazing. It was, I, I, I remember when I first saw this movie, or one of the earlier times I saw it, I definitely re- rewatched that part over and over again. And uh, we, we do a quick uh, cut to Tatum's house, and she's just like, bam, bitch went down. She's yeah. like, imitating it. But it's so, like, accurate to what friends would do. Because if that happened, my friend punched someone, I would absolutely be, like, replaying it over and over again. Right. I also, like, (laughs) it's just, like, in that scene, too, because, you know, she's a Tatum's. She, Tatum has, in my, what is set up to me, a, a bedroom with two twin beds. It's not like they rolled that out. I'm just like, why do you have two twin beds in your room, Tatum? Yeah, that happens a lot in movies, I feel. I don't know. I, I that was just... Like one of, it's one of those weird set dressing things where, like, the room is too big, so I feel like they have to, like, put in another piece of furniture. Because it's like, do you have an older sister you, like, share this room? Who's this bed for? Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was... Did you and Dewey yeah. share a bed? <laughs> but it was fuck? just really funny. Like, you say, like, bam, bitch went down. Just loving it. Bam. Sydney, super bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I love Tatum. She's like, she's that bitch. Um, but that's when um, Sydney gets another phone call. You got the wrong guy, Sydney, again. Yeah. And, you know, that'd be. Which we didn't mention was that Sydney played a big role in this guy, Cotton Weary, played by Lee Shriver. Right? <laughs> right? What? Like, she's just there. He's just like doesn't speak he's like i guess it's before he got before he got big because he's like plays like the guy but he doesn't say anything um but she played a big role in him being sent to prison and part of the book that gail weathers wrote was that she thinks that he was innocent and you know sydney might have gotten the wrong guy um which ooh, actually very relevant because adnan syed was just released from prison which you know it's complicated i i can imagine if you um, had a loved one be murdered, and as far as you know, justice was served, and the person was caught. You know, questioning whether or not that's true really does put a spanner in the works in terms of like the healing process. So yeah. it's, I could see, I understand where Sydney is coming from, but also where Gail is coming from. It's like I spoke to Cotton Weary; his story never changed. Yeah, right. I mean, and then even because yeah, the next day at school. Because, you know, Gail is there and then Cindy is like, hey, I'm not going to punch you. I just want to talk. And, the, and then Gail's like. You're so- With like a black eye. Yeah, it's like you're starting to question if you did, like told the truth. And then Gail, you know, to her credit, also being a fucking adult and <laughs> not trying to get in an altercation with a child. Which is like, it's like, you're saying I lied. And it's like, I'm saying that you thought 
you saw this happen. And I was just like, that was a very adult way to phrase that. You know, you're trying to, you're trying to be diplomatic, Gail. And we also- yeah, I mean, it's, it's a neat, I think, believed what she said. I think she, I don't think she said it. She was lying. I think she, she thought, that's what she thought. And that's what she said. And that, but that she might be wrong. Yeah. And that kind of set Gail to be like, ooh, we got to keep tabs on the, like this group of kids. Something's going to go down. And if I could, it's like, if I can save the life of this man, think of what it'll do for my book sales I'm like like there we go okay <laughs> i love the i love that about her though i love that i think that um a lesser filmmaker would have made her into just like a crusader it's like no she she is like fame hungry yeah She's like the things that are unlikable about her are still unlikable but she also happens to be correct you know right She's like the Azealia Banks of like <laughs> journalism. Like, yeah, like sometimes you're right, but you're also fucking annoying. <laughs> we also have like, um, we have Sydney running into Billy, who's released. And, you know, it's like, is Billy mad? It's like, yeah, he's heartbroken. You called him a murderer. <laughs> and then she, but you know, runs into him and it doesn't help her feel any better because he's just like, hey, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real heartbroken, <laughs> you know, but his eyes unblinking. And <laughs> yeah, Billy does not blink. And this was like... Even- or when he does, it's a very slow blink, which yeah. is disturbing. <laughs> and I do love this part because this is like, you know, because he was talking about, it's like, you know, I, it, you know, it, it was, it was actually a very real kind of high school thing of the sentiment you're getting at is very good but you went at it in a very bonkers way because he's just like i want my girlfriend back how you were before your mother died and it's like my mom was murdered and i'm just not a, the same person and he goes you know when my parents got divorced i was sad but then i had to get over it and i accepted it <laughs> i cracked up i'm like that should have been her clue like your boyfriend's a psychopath because like he just compared your mother being murdered to like my parents split up. And she says it. She's like, I'm sorry. My mom was not coming back. She's dead. And he's like, oh, yeah. I just want you. <laughs> and that's when he's like, I just want my girlfriend back. Yeah, it's it's rough. Um, also, it's giving very Princess Diaries. Do you know what I'm referencing? Oh, God, no. There's a scene in the Princess Diaries, which I now relate to, um, and the main character's dad died, and she's talking to her friend, and like, um, you know, it's like Anne Hathaway and her little friend, mm-hmm. and the friend is like, um, she's talking about her dad passing away, and she's like, that happened like two months ago? I thought you were like over that, or like, so something very like callous, like, it's been a few months since her father died, I don't think she's over it yet, and it just kind of reminded me of <laughs> that with like him just being like, yeah, it's been like a year. <laughs> like, move on. <laughs> why? Why? Why can't? If you would just move on, we could fuck. Like, oh my! Which is a central conceit. <laughs> and then I like. You- I can't. I can't. I can't get my dick wet with your tears. Okay. <laughs> I need you to. I need you to fucking get over this. This whole dead mom thing. Have sex with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is your 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 dead mom needs to stop cock blocking me. Um, seriously i also like that after this we get like you know those scenes where it's like going into the bathroom all emotional and then like hearing someone talking about you and then needing to hide in the stall and it's like of course always it's like you know just two kind of like like snobby high school girls like and it's weird as fuck weird as fuck because one of them is very like she made up she makes a lot of interesting acting choices (laughs) 
Also, I just love the like the trope of like I'm a cheerleader and I wear my cheerleading uniform in the day. When you know, sure, it could have been a football game, but I'm guessing because there's so many murders <laughs> that she was just wearing. Someone from the team was murdered. I don't think they're playing. Yeah, I think they're forfeiting that one. And they're just like, but I'm still gonna. I, how will people know that I'm cheerful gotta, if I'm not wearing my uniform? My school spirit. I also love the um, alliteration of bubble butt boyfriend Billy. <laughs> I'm like, does he have a Hey, I was like, that was just a line I liked. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm, I'm looking at it. I don't see I don't see much of a butt, but okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this scene is interesting because they're talking about Sydney and basically like talking about her, her, her horror of a mother oh, and yeah. that also Sydney, what if like Sydney's actually the one doing it? Like she snapped and they're speculating. But again, this cheerleader is doing just very strange, like she's like doing her hair and then she's also like, like vamping in the mirror it's a very it's a very strange scene all together and then they finish talking they're just like got a tampon okay bye it's like, like walk out yeah like nothing happens um and that's when sydney actually gets attacked by the killer in the bathroom yeah that <laughs> again speaks like this person and you know this person this killer could not and it again adds to it because she like slides under him at one point like like (laughs) fucking trips him up and then gets out of the bathroom i'm like damn like like sydney has moves she does i wish they had maybe just added in something that she used to do like judo or some shit because it's like how she's like how she slid under his leg like that's like (laughs) yeah that was a pro move that's a pro move this kid has broken away from a few murderers yeah, I'm like, fuck it. Maybe Sydney did kill these kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> actually. Um, she manages to get away. Um, and then we also get like this. I'm just going to go through this quickly because it's not that important. But like yeah. the principal played by Henry Winkler gets murdered. Yeah. Um, because after he reprimands some kids who were like, I guess, running around school with like the ghost face killer mask and stuff. They tried to make it be like, oh, he could do it because he's like, you. it's like you guys are expelled. Oh, the world, that's not fair. It's like, you're right. It's not fair. Because you should be hung up and gutted from, like, throat to butthole. <laughs> Behold to you. Yeah, you know? And then, so, they're, like, setting... But I do like this one scene because he, like, runs out. He's like, you fucking little shits. And it's just, like, a guy, a janitor dressed like Freddy. And he's like, you talking to me? He's like, not you, Fred. <laughs> that was really funny. It's just like, oh, Wes Craven. He's just like, remember? I made that movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hit. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then, like, the principal gets murdered. Yeah, it's, a, it's also a weird try to, like, um, weird, like, red herring of, like, could it be the principal? I'm like, the principal's not doing this. Like, yeah. Like, that man is old. <laughs> he's, he's not yeah, doing man. all that shit. Come on. Um, but school is over, and there's, like, now a curfew in place. And the, the teens are horny, and they're excited because they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to have a party. And um, <laughs> Think I, of this- every high school cast party that's ever happened that level of hormones yeah they're just like as like a uh, stew and tatum are trying to get sydney to go they're doing this weird tango as they're walking down this like the street they're like that couple that's like too much on each other but also like this very choreographed like dance walk it's very like like what <laughs> what a strange choice but anyway uh yeah they're gonna have a party and it's like it's gonna be hot everyone needs to be there um, Gail hears this and she's like, oh, 
we have to go to this party too. Yeah. <laughs> As far as she doesn't go full, like, I don't know, never been kissed. And it's like, I know, I'll dress up like a teenager and go to the party. <laughs> like that. <laughs> never suspect a thing. And, you know, murder spree, curfew, cop brother drives sister and friend to party that should not be happening. It's like, all right, you kids. Don't Dewey. die. Honestly, I'd love to have Dewey as a brother. It's like, Dewey, just fucking yeah, drive me. Because, like, like he- him and Gail go into the party, and he's like, uh, you old enough to drink, son? I'm just kidding. Have a good time. Just don't drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they're all, like, at the party, and... um you know, we're all having having a, a nice time. There's also this one scene that's like where um who is it? Jamie Kennedy's character is talking to, I think, Stu and Billy. And it's like, oh, could he be the killer? Because he knows so much about these movies and he's kind of unhinged. But it's like, no, he's too short, in my <laughs> opinion. I'm like, no, too short. Um, so party is in full swing, and um that is when uh Tatum I think is the next. Yeah, and goes to get some beers after. uh, Tatum, I hate that. After Gail puts a very clunky spy cam on, on their TV, like it's just very visibly there, but it has a thirty second delay. That's an important thing. Important, no, because it's the nineties. So you know, impressive. It's there, but yeah, Tatum, Stu's like, can you go get some beers? And so she's just like. Instead of taking them by, like, the six-pack, she's holding them all individually, like, bear-hugging them. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, okay, so Tatum's drunk? Like, why would you do that? Yeah. It's just literally just pick up the thing. But she's a child, I guess. We forget that these are still teenagers. They're right. stupid. She's pulling. She's, um, you know, grabbing the beers. And that's when um, Ghostface comes in. And she and she thinks, because we've already established, people are, it's an easy costume to get. It's, like, at every, like, yeah. costume store. Um, still is actually any spirit <laughs> Halloween freaks out there. Yeah, um, spirit should sponsor us. I know spirit uh, Halloween. Like, give us a discount to buy some wigs. I'm trying to work on my character work. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, that's just a real <laughs> like, thing. That's a real sure. thing that happened. Uh, well, I'm bummed. I'm, I'm I'm not bummed because I'm also going to Italy, so that's awesome. But like, I am missing Halloween this year. Yeah, you know, you should be bummed. I know. Anyway, um, so the Ghostface killer, uh, you know, pops up and she thinks it's one of the guys like playing a game until it becomes clear they are not. It like um, cuts her arm. Those cuts her those arm. Are like, yeah. like, I'm like, man, because, you know, it was just like a, it wasn't like a crazy gash. I mean, in real life it would have been. But I'm just like those scenes. I'm like, oh, no, that'd be so painful. I'm like, ouch. I'm like, yeah, that hurt. <laughs> Ouch, ouch, ouch. Why would you do that? And this Ow. is like, again, she's like <laughs> chucking beers at and nailing him. Like, he's getting yeah. fucked up. He's like, getting fucked up. I literally wrote, I was like, the way Ghostface gets fucked up, no one, like, someone should have survived. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, why Why are you guys so bad at being alive? And she um. tries to crawl out the doggy door in the garage door. With those tiggle bitties. I was like, girl. <laughs> As someone who is is top heavy, I'm like I wouldn't even try. I'm like <laughs> now you know you're gonna fix through no damn dog door. <laughs> like, but well, she you was get desperate. it like like one in at a time. Yeah, if she would have thought about it. She could have made it through. Um, she probably could have. She went in like forward, <laughs> tit first. Gets, like, Whenever you're... she she went in tits first. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and then I do love to, you know, like, so Ghostface <laughs> just turns on the garage, the automatic garage door opener. And, and I'm, I'm like, why does she just, like, push out? Just what? Go push back out, out and it go under. Come on. Slash, does, like, Stu's parents have the most industrial residential garage door like that shouldn't have held any weight at all no i would not our garage door at my family's house would not have gone up also where's the dog yeah they had a cat it was oh they did yeah because like she heard a noise and a cat ran out of the door oh do they have do people make do cat doors i guess well again, probably more than dog doors because cats go out all the time if you have an outdoor cat i suppose yeah that's true uh, they're not good for the environment no. They kill so many birds. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I digress. Don't, that cat don't did not out. kill And spay and neuter your animals. Spay yeah. and neuter those and, animals. Yeah, I'm Bob Parker. And I approve this message. Um, yeah, but um, Tiggle Bitty Tatum. She <laughs> Tiggle <stuck>. Bitty Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> Old Tiggs Tatum. <laughs> Jesus Christ. She, she don't make it. And the garage door goes up and we got a very a really nasty close of her face just being like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like you said, the most powerful garage doors ever. Oh. And she dies. Yeah. Um, Sorry. While all of this is happening. All right. Like, I think it's just after this. I think I'm jumping, but I I'll don't go care. for it. But like, so we get we get Billy and Sydney. It's like going up to Stu's parents bedroom to talk and what i love too is <laughs> sydney's just like what does she say she's like i've been so self-absorbed in all this post-traumatic stress and i'm like you should be <laughs> don't you dare say this as a reason I'm for like, not fucking billy with Mama, those your mother murder just eyes died a year ago yeah and also people are dying and also you've been attacked like post-traumatic stress babe yeah like that's all you like but go for it so post-traumatic stress aside they fuck <laughs> and it like you know nice a very realistic high school experience like she's on the bed getting dressed and billy's like on the floor not close to her it's like yeah that was good you, you okay yeah. yeah i'm fine oh. and then it's just like hey who'd you call you know, like when you get arrested, you get one phone call. Who'd you call? And he's like, and he wasn't even trying to be. He's just like, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but then she's just like, huh, that's interesting. What do you mean? <laughs> like, well, he's like, I, no, I was there. And the sheriff called your dad. So who'd you call? He's like, oh, I did, but it didn't pick up. Oh, well, if, if I were you, I would have used your one phone call to call me. You know, because like if you were, I was thinking if you were the killer, that would have really thrown me off. And he just starts getting not even more intense. He just has his face and moves closer and goes, what do I have to do to prove to you I'm not the killer? (laughs) (laughs) What do I have to do to kill you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's very intense. Um, I but, you know, I I like that. He's not smart. Like, that's that's the important part about these guys. And I think it's important to not – I hate the – I my theory is I think that the, the police actually have um, propagated this idea that murderers are, like, these cunning, like, in, like, you know, geniuses to, like, kind of excuse why they're bad at their jobs. I'm like, actually, they're not that smart. Yeah. You're just bad at your job. And I like, I like when a killer is just kind of dumb because Billy – well – Spoiler. Billy's but. not the killer. 
But he, if he were, he's kind of dumb. If he were, he's dumb. He's pretty dumb. It's very easy to tell, like, dude, like, you're something, you're, you're sus. You're mad sus. Dude, mad um, sus. We also had established, I think, that downstairs, the peep, the party had talked about, like, the rules. Because they're right? watching so, Halloween. Like, and yeah, they're they're like, you need to know like, the rules of how to survive. Or, like, if you can't have sex, you also can't drink or do drugs because that's the sin factor. And everyone's like, Woo! Yes. we all do those things. And you, and you never say, I'll be back because you never come back. And that's when Stu flashes his long ass tongue because okay. he's like, I'm going to get some more beers. I'll be right back. And his tongue comes out. I was like, ah. <laughs> like, oh, God. I want to, I'll rewatch just like that scene. And I'm like, oh, how did I not notice his I'm tongue wrapped like around send his head? You, I'm just going to send you a picture of Stu. And it's just like his tongue. It's, it's, I know it exists. It's truly like unsettling. It really like unsoothes me. Um, Matthew Lillard's tongue. I wonder if it's still so long. Why wouldn't it be? Anyway, um, as you know, your tongue shrinks as you age. Little known fact. Ooh, that's not, crazy. That's not true. Um, anyway. Ooh. Sorry, <laughs> and I also me? fucked up. I, I trust you. You have a trustworthy face. I fucked up because yeah. this is where, like, after that is where Cindy does the who would you call. And that's when, so as Billy's doing that creepy who, what do I got to do to prove to you that I'm not the killer? His voice has gotten more stupid as I've gone through <laughs> this, but it's fine. It's how I portray it. But then, so Ghostface comes in. Ghostface comes in and kills right. Billy. Yes, Billy gets stabbed, and she's like, "Stabbed!" Ooh, she's like, "Ah!" So it's like, "Ooh, Billy oh, can't be the killer." And he, why would he be stabbed? And uh, the party cleared out, except for Randy, who is clearly shit faced, still watching movies because everyone went to go see the principal's dead body found right. strung up in the goalpost. They're like, "Let's go check it out before they take him down." <laughs> Which, you know, they're like, let's drunk drive to where all these cops will be. Which we see them all like speeding up. Like, uh, Gail or Dewey? Who almost, somebody almost gets hit by a car. Dewey like, and Gail because they're, yeah, they're, just they're, like, they're investigating a car that was found. Which, spoiler, right. we find it's Sydney's dad's car. <gasps> he was supposed to be out of town. Oh, crazy. Where is he? We don't know. Did he kill? Did he? Is he the killer? Who knows? Ooh. Well, we go um, back to where the actual killer is, and then we get Cindy running around again. This maze of an extravagant house. <laughs> I know it's like huge. There's like doors that lead into other doors, and then like, like not to a hallway, but it's like it's almost like that Windsor, uh, the man- manor, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the mansion. Winchester like, mansion, the Winchester mansion. It's like there's trap doors, and it's like false entrances. Like yeah. why is the house built like this for ghosts? <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's like a house for ghosts. ghosts. <laughs> so she's like, um, she's running through. I think she manages to, um, does she like go out the window? She like well, flies out of the window. Like she, lands, yeah, thankfully. she jumps out onto a boat that thankfully was filled with cushions. <laughs> that thankfully A was there. Yeah. <laughs> for her to land on, or she would fucking land on the blacktop. Cause, and then that's when, like, you know, this is like a mini chase scene and she's like trying to avoid Ghostface and she goes into like the Dewey's police car. She tries to radio police and it doesn't really work. And then uh-huh. she manages to like get into the house and you know, she grabs Dewey's gun because Dewey and Gail have been incapacitated at this point. Right. Well, she I think she also makes it out to the, the news van. 
Yes. Remember? Because then, like, the, the cameraman is sitting out there who is whose entire existence is for Gail to just call fat. Yes. And he's, like, just very normal size. But, like... Yeah. <laughs> but, um, she goes out there, and when they're in the van, they look, they're watching, like, the the spy cam, and they see that Randy is in the house, and the killer is in the house. Yeah. So they're like, oh, like, he runs outside to go to Randy. We realize it's that 30-second delay, which means at the time that he's already left, yeah. he's outside and kills the cameraman. And then she, like, runs away again. Um Yes. Poor guy, just doing his job. Just doing his job. Dying in the line of duty, dude. I know. Um, so she ends up back at, I think it's when she ends up going back to the house. Yeah. At this point. Because mind you, they're in the middle of fucking nowhere. So there's really no place to run except for this goddamn ghost house. Um, so she goes back into the house and that's when I think she comes upon Randy and Stu. Because she, now, or no, before that. What were you going to say? No, you go. No, you're. I think you I, got. No, I, no, I, I promise I, I you go. You've got it. That's what I was going. I was going to start where you were going. So no, so you go. Okay, you no, like you were definitely going to say it. <laughs> it's just because because before that too, like Gail was running out to try something, and then that's when Ghostface was around, and then she was in the van, and then she ended up getting like she because Cindy was trying to get Gail's attention. When she was yes. in the news van, and then that caused Gail to go off the road and hit a tree, presumed right. dead. And that's when Cindy runs back. She gets a gun. She gets Dewey's gun because uh, Stu and Randy show. It's like, it's like, hey, like Cindy, like that's the killer. Blah 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 blah. Like shoot him. And then Stu's like, no, like hey, he's a killer. Shoot. And then she just was very diplomatic and shut the door on both of them. <laughs> and then and then that's when billy shows up because he's like bloodied and then he like stumbles down the stairs and comes up and uh open like it's like blah, blah, blah. like the door opens and randy's like oh like it's something like they're they're some they're all going mad or something and then billy just stands up straight grabs the gun he's like we're all a little mad or like we all go a little mad sometimes and shoots Randy little in the Norman shoulder. Bates yeah. little quote. And he calls um, and it Randy out. Goes, yeah, he's like, Norman Bates. Psycho. <laughs> yeah, Psycho, like, In case you didn't get it. Like, you never okay, listen to all my quotes, Sydney. <laughs> um, as someone who also likes to quote movies to their partner who does not know what they're talking about, I felt Billy in that moment. Like, I would be like, You're like I'm yeah. going to tell you who it is. I, I would do a murder rampage because they didn't get my quote. Yeah. This we is, are gonna need a bigger boat. And this is and then <laughs> do we also see like um and then Stu comes out and that's when we realize that it because they have the voice change. Well, cause he Cindy's like, Oh my god, it's you and then it goes she goes to leave, but Stu is there and he pulls out the voice changer and he's like, Hello, Yeah, because she Cindy. runs to Stu being like, Oh my god, he's the killer and then it's like they're both the killer, ah. which is brilliant. I know. It was... Because especially, I think, with one of the biggest issues with horror movies, it's like, how is this killer in so many places at once? How are they able... It's like, yeah, he needs a friend. He needs someone album. Like, it's like, there's two people, not one. Boom. Yeah. Simple. Like, it, 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 it actually... It fills in a lot of the gaps. I still do think that Casey was strung up in that tree a little bit too quickly. Yeah. But it does make up for... Well, Stu was the there with the trampoline. Of... Yeah. <laughs> but I also... One like, of those little fitness ones. I also like, too, because... Uh, <laughs> 
like one line that seemingly throwaway line right in the middle when they're talking to Ryan in the movie theater is like, well, what's your motive if you were the killer? He's like, he's like, it's the millennium. Uh, motives are incidental. And then so when Cindy asks that, it's like, she wants a motive. It's like, did this like did this movie have a motive? No. It's like, did this make sense? No. And he keeps listening all these things where it didn't matter. And he's like, it's like, well, maybe. You know, and then so he like is very dramatic. Finally, his Billy eyes come into play, and his acting is called for. But he's like, "Your whore mom's like caused like had an affair with my dad, which caused my mom to leave. So that's why we had to kill her a year ago." <laughs> yeah, it's wild. That was not expected at all for me. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, like, like, Dan said your mom was a hoe. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, damn, she's learning too many things. Like, not only does my boyfriend kill my mom, but also, like, my mom was, like, a little loosey-goosey. Yeah. Just and, a little bit. And then, like, they pull the dad out of the closet who's, like, tied up and duct taped. And they're, like, so then they show, you know, it's, like, oh, my God, like, the the father that went crazy on the anniversary of, like, his wife's death. And they were mm-hmm. showing how they were going to frame him. They put the cell phone they used to like clone his number <laughs> how they said it you know that thing that high schoolers knew how to do in the 90s yeah it's definitely a very throwaway line that i was like mm, that that was a little yeah. sus but sure yeah that and the uh the voice changer and then they then they had this whole scene and it's like and then we are the only two to survive but to you know show that they survived they were gonna stab each other which they did yeah because they have to stick around for the sequel <laughs> But then, like, you know, but then Billy just got a little too zealous and just kind of fucked up Stu a little. I love this part. Well, first off, after they reveal the motive, Sydney's like, you guys just watch too many fucking movies. You're fucking sickos watching these goddamn movies. Yeah. Like, what? Like, movies go- don't make like psychopaths. They make them more creative. And he just keeps stabbing him. <laughs> They're stabbing. He's like, Billy. I'm getting a little woozy. I'm getting a little woozy here. <laughs> Yeah. Oh god. I think I'm dying. Yeah. You know, so then it was so then, you know, they're gonna like try and fucking kill Cindy or whatever and sorry, this is gonna be annoying, but this keeps like falling. Um no worries. Anywho. And then so Cindy ends up getting away. And yeah, while they're fucking being stupid and yeah. talking to each other, it's like she just leaves and like, just where'd she go? Where, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, it gets like, grab the gun. He's like, oh, no, man. <laughs> it was right here. Oh, it was Houston, right here. we have a problem. And then so, you know, they're going. And then like the phone rings. And then he answers. He's like, hello. He's like, and then so she has the voice changer. And yeah. she's just like, you know, fucking with him. And he's like, I just called the police. <laughs> And then, so and then my like he throw Billy throws the phone and it hits Stu in the back of the head and I guess Matthew Lillard improvised that line because he's like you hit me in the head with the phone you dick I'm pretty sure that happened I'm like I think he actually hit him in the head with the phone and then he's just like did you really call the cops and Cindy's like yeah motherfucker and he's like my parents are gonna be so mad <laughs> like truly so. It's so fucking Stu ridiculous. is one of the best like horror movie villains. Actually, I think they're one of my favorites because they're just they're idiots. They're just oh, yeah. two dummies. Yeah. And it's like as soon as they're to crash and fall down, they just go. I mean, Billy's still kind of like it's definitely is a case of like, 
okay, I think Billy is more of a stone cold psychopath, and yeah. Stu is just the dumb friend who's willing to do anything he tells him to do. Yeah, because it's so like, it's what was like, your... as soon as it starts to fall apart, he's just like goes full like my parents be so bad he's like what and cindy's like what's your motive and he was like peer pressure <laughs> and then you know because like billy's looking for cindy and she she dressed up like ghost face and stabs him in the chest with an umbrella and what then what umbrella was that the, was yeah, like, the murdering kind damn like why do you have this kind of umbrella she, like throws like a, a 90s tv on Stu's face which uh to those listening who did not live through that huge you would die huge you and, would die. and it broke and electrocuted him and it's like full of wires and then do you also like to <laughs> full of wires <laughs> <laughs> full of wires and That's like all it is. and then billy of course comes back and you, it's gonna be a story and she shoves her finger in one of the umbrella holes and That's then great. like sh- you know and then gail has so there was a fake out a little earlier when like Gail shows up and was alive and had the gun and they mm-hmm. fuck her up because like the safety was on, but then she comes back and shoots Billy. It's like, guess I had the safety figured out that time, punk. Or like called him a bastard or some shit. And yeah, then it's like amazing. The the survivors, Gail, Ryan is still alive, but you know, fucked up. And then so he's like, they go to Billy, it's like Ryan goes, this is the time when the killer Randy. goes. Ra- sorry, Randy goes, this is the time when the killer comes back for one final scare. <laughs> and then Billy immediately goes, ah! and, then, <laughs> and then Cindy just shoots him in the head. <laughs> She's like, not my movie. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I also just love like the power of like two bad bitches like tag teaming to kill them both. Yeah. Too. So it's like, you know. Um, and that's when, um, oh yeah, Dewey also shows up too and he's alive. Yeah. Too. And, um, and it ends with Gail, um, I don't know how she's reporting on, like, your cameraman just died who was filming you. I don't know. But she's. <laughs> she took over she, another network. <laughs> she's just she's like, like, this is my I'm, story. I'm Gail Weathers. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> she takes over and she, she's, she's giving us, like, the, the beginning of her telling the story. And that's when we, you know. Real life scary movie, basically, and she says that, and then it ends, and it's it's a good movie. Per- it's very perfect yeah. film. Zero notes. <laughs> no, it's truly a great movie. It truly is just like, yeah, this is everything I need. I think the only thing I could have, I did not need. I didn't need the principal stuff. The principal could have, yeah, yeah, you know, was kind of necessary. But like, I guess they needed something to get the people, the kids to leave. You know what party, I need? So it's like fine. I need to think about. What this movie would be like if it were a black movie. I will well, say. If it had a single black person in it because there's. Oh, I caught. I was like, one of, movie. one of the first, like, like, when they're in school and, you know, everyone's getting interrogated, well, questioned. And then, like, there's this black kid that hands the note to the teacher to be like, Cindy Campbell, that kid was black. And then when all the students turn around to look at her, one other black student. And I'm like, there they are. <laughs> Those yeah, are our heroes. <laughs> white town. Um, if this were a black movie, um, I... We wouldn't be... Uh, I, I don't think we would isolate ourselves in houses that, that well, far off, apart we, from... We don't do that at all. Um, I'm also wondering how, um, like, the characters of Billy and Stu, if they were black, how that would affect the motive. Just because I don't feel like... Um, I mean, obviously, we all watch the same media. You know, that's still very white, and we're kind of just, you know, that's just what we're consuming. I, I question how much, like, um, 
obviously <clears throat> black men and boys can commit crimes I and mean, that happens. But like, I have a hard time believing that like a black teenager would like be that inspired by horror movies to basically want to like do that do one. It just feels like a very white boy crime. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like white, white people shit. It's like, yeah, you would. You know, if, if <laughs> Leif Trevor was black, then this would be a black movie, like wrongfully, <laughs> wrongfully accused. That would be interesting. That would add an interesting layer. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And also, like, more realistic, like, because even there is, like, um, when we talk about Cotton Weary's character, the fact that um, Sydney, when um, Gail is explaining to her, like, yeah, you know, your mother did, was not raped. She had sex with Cotton weary which is also just a crazy name for a person um for cut with cotton um i think that and she's like uh sydney is also just like my mother would never touched him and it's not even just like the idea that her mother cheated i think something about cotton weary she found very disgusting yeah and i think it's like i mean it would definitely fall into the long line of you know history of white women you know wrongfully accusing a black man for harm done to them in an effort oftentimes to cover up something a white man did to them. Right. You know, I think that would have been very interesting. Ooh, and then the killer is actually Cotton Weary's daughter or child Ooh, who damn. lost their parent. Hey, because do you want to, are we, are we writing another movie? <laughs> are we writing another one? Ooh, that'd be good. Man, I can't I think wait for you it, to get... does it, I think it adds in, um, the villain, because the villains in this movie are just two dummies, and like their their motives are are still just like foolish. But I feel like a motive of a villain like that, I think, actually makes it a little bit. I can't. Did I just wait describe you... the second movie? Does it? I don't remember. <laughs> I can't wait for you to uh, come back from Italy because we got it. We're writing. We're starting. We're starting a script. I know. I will yeah. say because you know. Uh, whenever I talk to people too about this podcast, I've been hyping it up. Um, As you should. Uh, you know, we always say one of the biggest things is like the more unrealistic or like you're able to just be willy nilly with feelings or just responsibilities or logic. You're like that. You're like this is nowhere near blackness. We have to be like we you know head on a swivel. Have to know what's going on. And, Hell yeah! And I feel like the. So the most black part of this movie is kind of how, like, you know, our lead characters were. Because, like, they, were, they weren't they were stupid. They're like, no, this is kind of fucked up. Like, maybe we should, like... Mostly, mostly Cindy, you know? I mean, like, she had her things, but, you know, like, she was aware of her situation. She wasn't actively trying to... She didn't hear, like, a voice in the basement and was like, I'm going to check that out, you know? Yeah, she's savvy. And I think that's, again, one of the things that makes this movie is so great is that for the most part, the characters are pretty savvy and also the ones who don't unnecessarily, I think it corrects a lot of the problems of a lot of slashers where it's like, why is this person behaving this way? I think it kind of makes it realistic. Like Tatum assuming like, Oh, it's them playing a joke. Like I'm not immediately thinking, Oh, it actually is the killer. It's like, I ha I hang out with idiots like Stu. Like, yeah, they're probably just dressing up. Like it's not Randy right. could be calling me. Like that's not out of the realm of possibility, you know? Um, even with Casey and just kind of like not taking it seriously at first. Cause it's like, Oh, whatever. It's just like some person, you know, being cheeky and flirty on the phone. It's not that big of a deal. You know, I agree. Yeah. 
Ugh, good stuff. Such good stuff. Good stuff. I'm so happy that we started Heavy Hitters Halloween with Scream. Um, shall we tease the next movie? We should. We should. I think I have. A, I promise that I will watch it. Yes, of course you will. Our next movie that we will be doing is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Ooh, I almost, I almost tried I, for a moment. I was like, what if I did like a chainsaw sound, and then I was like, sneak. Well, now you're gonna do it though. I want to hear. I don't even it. know how to try it. Don't even think about it. I want to hear what you and like would just do. Well, he had to start it, so it's like. <laughs> <laughs> right that's not wrong but (laughs) everyone is is so unfortunate for everyone hearing this that they couldn't see your face doing this i have my eyes closed yeah it was like i would be terrified if sunny had a chainsaw because she doesn't open her eyes (laughs) like leather face just swinging her swinging her axe around doing a ballet (laughs) dance of the chainsaws that's what i would do because i I'm not good with power tools. Um, yeah, so stay tuned. Um, we're dropping episodes every other Friday right now. So check in with us and you will be able to hear us talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Wow. <laughs> I really thought you were going to go. <laughs> I was kind of like uh, channeling one of the characters, like just like the, the, the just the, the madness the madness the the madness of calamity of of that family um do you have any final words um it is a sacred month celebrate every day like it's the 31st yes how about you um you know skeet ulrich must be stopped I think that's he's like really still, he's still at large. He's still at large. He I has, think that's, he's that... been slowly blinking for the last twenty years. <laughs> like we have to we need to do something about the menace that is Skeet Ulrich. What is he what has he been up to lately? Oh goodness. He's at having a successful run on Broadway right now. Which would be funny is if he? you found that out. No, I highly oh. doubt it. You know, apparently he's like worked in like law and order for a long time. Well, good for him. Good. For, I'm happy he's still working. Um, yeah. So Skeet Ulrich, you're listening to this podcast. We're on to you. Yeah. And I'm going to. I'm gonna still be full of trauma. I don't care how bad you want to have sex with me. <laughs> <laughs> listen up. Listen up here, boyo. I don't care how much you want to have sex with me, Skeet Ulrich. I'm saying no. Yeah. We're keeping it G. Yeah, this is a. T- I might let you get PG and say I'm a dookie head or something. <laughs> We're not even holding hands. Yeah, it's a it's a Christian G. A Christian G. <laughs> so they have a whole different rating system. Oh, over CG. There. Yeah, the CG. Like we're. I I'm not even showing ankle. <laughs> I just heard ain't, and I was like, is she gonna say anal? I think she no, doesn't that's, know it. That's a that's a Catholic PG thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> different, different thing. Totally different thing. Uh, I've missed you. Uh, I have missed you too, Andrew. Bye.
Um, But thank you so much for listening and 